This is the Water Boy with your daily news brief for Thursday, July 8, 2021. Apparently, I said 2020 yesterday. Please forgive me. Sometimes 2020, I just, I just can't forget that year ever happened. Your magazine has been shipped. So thanks for all your patience. We work out all the kinks and trying to get everything uh, shipped out on a timely manner. Hopefully next round will even get better. Every round we tend to get a little faster and better. So take pictures, post them on social media. It's fun to see all those who are subscribing to the magazine. And I hope you enjoy this edition. First, some news that I'm not going to get to that I think you should know about. Project Veritas defeats Twitter's attempt to transfer a legal case to a friendly court. That's good news. Uh, Nebraska governor, we've had him on the show before, he makes July Victims of Communism Month. Good good play there. And lastly, Jeff Bezos' net worth hits record $211 billion after Pentagon cancels Microsoft's Jedi contract, G-E-D-I contract, something going on there. But you can follow, you can get all those news articles over at deftwire.com or pull up the app, and Deftwire is right there in a nice user-friendly format there. Folks, I hope you join us in Lebanon, Tennessee for our Politics of Sex conference. Sex is inherently political. You can't avoid it. What you do in the privacy of your bedroom never stays there. It always impacts the world. Either you have faithful children or unfaithful children. Either you have fruitfulness or unfruitfulness. So uh, join us. On Friday, we got Pastor Vody Bauckham talking about critical sex theory. Pastor Doug Wilson talking about gay pulpits. Doug Tenable talking about lies and, uh, what is he, lies and... Profits, yes, that's right. And David Bonson on home economics. Pastor Toby on the Molotov family. That's right, Molotov cocktail, Molotov family. So sign up now. On Saturday, we have over 20 speakers doing SWAT talks. We're very excited about the format of the conference this year. We're going to have over 40 vendors there. Um, all the net, Most of the network will be there. Our after party with Darren Doan will be going on. we got so much going on at this conference, September 9th through 11th. We hope to see you there. Sign up now before it's too late. Early registration ends August 9th and look forward to hanging and fellowshipping with you guys in Tennessee. Trump to sue Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg, Twitter, Jack Dorsey, Google, Sundar, um, uh-oh, Pichai? Pichai? Excuse me. Sorry, Sundar. According to American Military News, other outlets have also reported on this too. Former President Donald Trump announced class action lawsuits against Facebook, Google, Twitter Wednesday after being kicked off multiple social media platforms earlier this year. We are asking the district court of the United States for the Southern District of Florida to order an immediate halt to social media companies' illegal, shameful censorship of the American people, and that's exactly what they're doing. Trump said in a press conference, so he actually did a press conference for this, we're demanding an end to the shadow banning, a stop to the silencing, and a stop to the blacklisting, banishing and canceling that you know so well, Trump continued. Our case will prove this censorship is unlawful, unconstitutional, and completely un-American. The America First Policy Institute, a nonprofit created by former Trump administration personnel earlier this year, will reportedly support Trump's legal efforts. The class action lawsuit allows Trump to represent a larger group of people who he claims has been censored as a result of biased policies. Trump goes on to say, he says, this is going to be very, very important game changer for our country. It'll be a pivotal battle in the defense of First Amendment. And in the end, I'm confident that we will achieve a historic victory for American freedom and at the same time, freedom of speech. 
So kind of an interesting class action lawsuit. I, you know, I don't quite haven't processed everything. Don't quite know what I think about it all. Obviously I do have a significant problem with big government stepping into private business, but you also have this, 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 you know, I mean, really Facebook, Google, Twitter, they're really kind of some sort of fascist relationship with the government. It's kind of a, uh, uh, quasi-government organization already because the government has their hands so much into Google and Facebook and Twitter already. So I'm not quite sure what I think about it, but pay attention to what's going on there. Pfizer vaccine less effective against Delta variant. Um, Delta variant. You remember LA County already shut down because of the Delta variant coming into LA. According to The Hill, a study conducted in Israel found that the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is somewhat less effective against the more infectious Delta variant though it was still found to be effective of preventing severe illness. As the Wall Street Journal reports, the Pfizer vaccine protected 64% of immunized people during an outbreak of the Delta variant, a sharp drop when compared to the 94% of people it had previously been shown to protect. However, the shot was still 94% effective at preventing severe illness, a slight decrease from the 97% that were kept from experiencing severe illness previously. So, but pay attention to this. The data for the study was collected from a June 6th through early July. According to the officials from Israel's health ministry, the data and methodology of the study was not released according to the journal. Um, but even then, how do we know this Delta variant is more infectious, as they say in this article from The Hill? Um, is, has there been a study for that? How, or are we just stating things as fact now? Folks, I'm really excited to let you guys know about our new partnership with Dime Payments. Dime Payments is a Christian-owned processing payment business. Yes, every business needs a payment process system. So please go to Dime Payments. That's Dime like the like the coin, D-I-M-E, dimepayments.com forward slash FLF, you know, Fight, Laugh, Feast, FLF, and sign your business up. Okay, their their transaction fees are way lower than their competitors, Stripe, PayPal, so forth. And working with them actually supports us. They won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump, which really did happen. They won't cancel you like MailChimp canceled Babylon B. Check them out. At least have a phone call with them and tell them that Cross Politics sent you. Go to dimepayments.com forward slash FLF. Um, support Christian businesses. I can't tell you enough. And if you support them, they, they support us. Assassins kill president of Haiti in midnight home invasion. So this is some kind of some geopolitical stuff going on here. Not, not quite sure all the details are not clear, but this happened literally, um, you know, early, uh, late last night, early this morning, around one o'clock this morning on Wednesday, July 7th. A group of unidentified individuals, some of whom spoke in Spanish, attacked the private residence of the President of the Republic and thus mortally wounded the head of state. Joseph's statement to the Haitian public read, according to the National Outlet of uh, Haiti Libre, wounded by gunshots. The First Lady is receiving the care that her situation requires. And I believe Joseph was second in command. Joseph referred to the killing as odious, inhumane, and barbaric and urged the public to remain calm. The statement also claimed that the situation was under control. Authorities shut down Porto Al Prince's international airport to prevent suspects from fleeing and have prevented planes arriving there on flights that left before the assassination from landing. In addition to the First Lady Martin Moise, that's Moise, M-O-I-S-E, Moise, with a little Z in there, one of the president's children was present for the attack but reportedly uninjured. Moise was 53 years old. 
So listen to this. The Moyes took over for the predecessor, Michael Martelli, in the aftermath of the chaotic 2015 elections as a placeholder president. Moyes insisted that his term began in 2017, thus making him a legitimate president through 2022, but faced opposition who claimed that his term had expired by this year and branded him a dictator. Opposition leaders attempted to install a parallel president, 72-year-old Judge Joseph Messini, in February, but Messini was not has not received any international recognition, has not made any significant public pronouncements since allegedly becoming president. In addition to pressures from the opposition leaders to step down, Moyes faced mounted demands from Haitian business leaders to consider establishing relations with China. Mm. Interesting. Haiti is one of the few remaining nations in the world to recognize Taiwan's sovereignty and maintain close ties to that country. Under the Communist Party one-China policy, Beijing does not maintain any diplomatic relations with countries that recognize Taiwan. This is just fascinating. Um, in In an interview with Taiwan News published Wednesday, Haiti's ambassador to Taiwan inserted that Moyes valued the bilateral relationship and had no intentions of accepting lucrative Chinese loan offers to abandon Haiti's relationship with Taiwan. So there's some interesting uh, geopolitical things that could be factoring into the assassination there. Newsom needs to halt transgendered mixing of prison populations. This is incredible. Okay, According to Yahoo News, a California law allowing transgender inmates to pick the prison gender of their choice has come under fire from a woman's right group citing abuse of females by men. In a letter to Gavin Newsom, to Governor Gavin Newsom, hopefully not governor much longer, the Women's Liberation Front accused the state of violating the con- their constitutional rights of incarcerated women by allowing men to live in the quarters to prey on women, to live in prison quarters to prey on women. Since the law took effect January 1st, remember this this happened, we reported on it last year. Um, uh, WLF, that's the, the Women's Liberation Front, has received numerous complaints of assault, abuse, abuse, traumatization of women at the hands of multiple male inmates transferred into their prison. Oh, that is just, that is just disheartening. We are working with women. They go on to say, we are working with women who was punched in the face so hard by a new transfer that she couldn't chew for three days. He was taken away and released back into um, a different yard. So this transgender man, he was taken away and released back into a different yard with no restrictions. And her her cellmate, um, uh, he was her cellmate, and she had to sleep in the same cell with him. Other women have been sexually abused in the past and must now contend with nude men sharing communal showers. Um, uh, another woman, one woman, went into the into uh, you know the shower stalls with two naked men who still had their genitals. It, it's incredibly traumatic what's going on in the rest of their lives they're going to be subject to this this is just egregious and that's all according to uh the the um women's liberation front uh the yahoo news goes on to say the state currently has 273 transfer requests so men wanting or transfer requests i'll get into breakdown here in a minute 266 of them are people um, that are housed in male institutions requested to be transferred to female institutions, and seven are from people at female institutions requesting to be transferred into male institutions. According to the Department of Corrections Rehabilitation, California has 1,286 inmates identified as transgendered or non-binary. So 266 men want to go live in a women's prison system 
and and they're just playing the game. Listen to this. Currently, 24 male prisoners have been transferred to female institutions. So only 24 have been transferred. And uh, this women's organization theorizes that many men transferring into women's prisons are not transgender but are just trying to escape their current living situation. Yeah. No, seriously. Pennsylvania GOP state senator Mastriano announces investigation into 2020 election results. This is according to Just in the News, or Just the News, excuse me, Pennsylvania State Senator Doug Mastriano announced Wednesday that he will, that is yesterday, that he will lead an investigation into the state's election system, saying it will go a long way to restore trust in his capacity as chairman of the state's Intergovernmental Operations Committee. Mastriano sent letters to Pennsylvania counties requesting information needed for his investigation. A forensic investigation of our election results and processes for the 2020 general election and 2021 primary will go a long way to restore trust in our system, said Mastriano. Voting in the is the fundamental right of all citizens. We should continually look for ways to improve the voting process to ensure every voice is heard. He ain't wrong. Pennsylvania follows Arizona in efforts to examine the results of last year's election results and made concerns about voting irregularities and fraud and try to ensure systems are secure for future balloting. Much of the concern about fraud centers on mail-in ballots. In 2020, there were 2.7 million mail-in ballots cast compared to 263,000 in 2016. I believe that's just Pennsylvania alone. Mastrano also said that the state Supreme Court changes its guidance and rulings on mail-in ballots just days before the 2020 elections. And and that's, I don't think the Supreme Court even, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court even has jurisdiction to do that. I believe only the legislator can change voting uh, guidelines. And the state Pennsylvania Supreme Court did that. I think that's even egregious and illegal itself, which perhaps left the system more vulnerable to fraud or other voter misconduct. However, Mastriano made clear, he made clear, he's like, the intention of the probe is not to overturn the results of the 2020 election. I don't quite know why he didn't say that. This is Gabriel Wrench with Cross Politics News. Support Rowdy Christian Media by joining our club at FightLapBeast.com. Download our app and head to all our annual events with your partnership. Together we will fight outdated and compromised media, engage news and politics with the gospel, and replace lies and darkness with truth and light. Go to FightLapBeast.com and take all these actions. Have a great day. And we'll be